And here we are, shifting around different shows, putting shit together, trying to figure out what's what. Staying busy. It is, <laughs> Definitely man. staying busy, busy work. Well, the thing is, too, I'll, the more we tweak this thing and the more we come up with kind of, I want to say different shows, but different stuff that we do. I like to try to keep this thing that we do right here, the current event thing, a core thing that does, that's me and you only. Yeah, and then I thought about that too today. I was yeah, like, oh, that's then, not a bad idea. Yeah, and then have the people that we come on interview be under the the lead uh, paint chips and cyanide Kool Aid series, or train wreck, depending on who. It yeah, is. or train wreck. <laughs> yeah, either some one people, of those. Some people are just going to be better for that show. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Oh yeah, no, I like I like that name too. Yeah, because I was thinking we, we were well, I was spitballing different ideas to you, and I thought pissing in the wind was a funny one. I thought that was too, but I was trying to tie in piss in the wind and farting in the wind. Now, pissing in the wind's the best because it just gets all over you. And the, the, you're just <laughs> fully dummy, just fucking yeah. Which is funny because I've only done that once, and I only needed to do that once. Oh. <laughs> Full on on a ranch, not even thinking, just decided to go. You know, it was just the breeze kicked up. You know how, like, when you're on a giant, like, farm, the breeze can come out of nowhere? Solid. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I needed to take a shower, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. All. Well, the dogs are going to like me. I, th- I thought it'd be an interesting topic to cover. What's going on? Yeah. With lo- with what is what is your what is your choice today? Uh, I thought law enforcement would be interesting. Just the shit coming on with law enforcement and it seems and, like low level law enforcement mostly. Uh, yeah, and it, and and I kind of feel bad because at the end of the day, they're just people trying to do their fucking job, and and it, I might have disagreements with, about what we need to police, but I mean, it, speaking on that, on a side note, let me, let me get deterred for a second. <laughs> My wife <laughs> would show me this meme that someone had made. So what do we call the day after Thanksgiving now? What? I'm asking you. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it still Black Friday or no, what are we it's, doing? <laughs> it's tackle a motherfucker for a TV Friday. Yeah. I mean, I was, when she showed me that, oh, I was yeah. dying. I was like, oh, fuck, man. That's well, going to. That's the thing is, it's just like, why is black a bad word now? You know? <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like when if I... somebody walks up in the wrong part of a conversation when I'm starting to go, I hate black cars. But you know what? They didn't hear you the whole thing. You son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, when she showed me that, I about fucking fell over laughing. Like, at first, I was like, I don't get it. And she's like, Black Friday. I was like, oh. Shit. Yeah. No, that's that's too far. That's just getting out of control. <laughs> but I mean, as far as the police are concerned, again, there's different tiers of them. There's the people that heed the call of the law, man. We've all met that guy. There's the people that did it because dad did it or just did it because they just thought it would be a good idea. And then there's those ones that for whatever reason just crave authority. Those are your most dangerous one in my opinion. Yeah, but but the, this this is what the problem with the whole thing when they run around acting like all law enforcement officers are out to do people ill will, which the average person doesn't, and the average person is a cop. So let's understand those two things. The, these people aren't running around with the horrible intent of just shitting on people and looking for a way to game over on people. And 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 except for that third guy, that but, third guy maybe. But the, but the thing is, that they're, they're, they're just people. This Think about the people you go to work with. There's always some dirty motherfuckers that you work with. Oh, yeah. But but th- those people are in every single field. Yeah, that's right. You're going to get your good ones, your honest ones, and then you're just yeah, flat it, out people it, that don't it, belong I to. mean, and you can even go into academics. It, it doesn't matter where you go. That thing plays out. That scenario plays out in everything. It, it, it doesn't matter what it is. You're going to have the overall people are good for the most part. And you're going to have a couple key people that just fucking ruin it for everybody. 
What do you? How do you feel about people that are uh, former military service in law enforcement? See, you get in some weirdies like that because I, I don't want to shit on military people, but a lot of military people lack a lot of real world experience. They they got this experience in this area where it's high stress situations that don't really play out in regular yeah, society. Yeah, how to be high functioning in a really crazy, crazy environment, right? Yeah, but but not even that, but okay, let's try to understand it like this a little bit more, I think is a better example for the fact that the average interaction a cop has with somebody is not an over-the-top, really egregious or high-stress situation. And a lot of people that come no. back, and a lot of people that come back from the military in different war zones, guess what they have a lot of times? PTSD. Yeah, so they're going to make it a high stress situation. Yeah, and it's so, going to turn out that. And, way. and I've heard this thing play out, and I'm not speaking for all military members, but that is a very true statement. Oh, that's going to be like your three deployment infantry guys. Which they were the guys that I could see applying for a job in law enforcement. Right, because they have half of the skill set there. Yeah, shooting like people. firearms and shooting and shooting people of color from like Iran. <laughs> 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 that's, that's so bad that they say that. How can we always invade countries with brown people? What's up with that? <laughs> they got good resources. What can we yeah, say? Yeah, well, they're sitting on oil. It didn't matter if they were fucking... If you just gave it to us willingly, we want to bomb you into fucking next year. Isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> <laughs> this is ours. All right. See that aircraft carrier over there? <laughs> it says otherwise, Bob. Yeah. Well, right now they're fueling up F-16s that are... You know... Sit tight. You're about to see this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've gotten so good now, we don't got to fly over. We're going to shoot a missile from a boat out in the middle of the fucking water. Dude, you know, like those tomahawks, dude? What are those, like seven million a pop? But they're deadly accurate. Deadly accurate. You could, you could shoot a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> you, they could land on a quarter, which is impressive. It's like our, I don't know, we're going to get off there. But I guess the same thing with cops. Some of our best toys are, like, for violence. You know what I mean? If, if you really had to, to narrow down what you think a cop's job is on, on a day-to-day basis, what they're, what the key things that they should be focused on doing, what would you say are those things? I would say safety, honestly. Like how the whole mandate to protect and serve, right? Now, what, break down what that now, is. Now, if you, had to, if you had to take a macro lens and, and dive into that, what would, what would be your determination of the quantifiable, thi- quanti- quantifiable things of protect and serve that would fall into that? Well, you obviously you have the patrolling, which gives a presence and the ability to be somewhere in a matter of minutes. Okay. The patrols are actually smart. You have responses to actual like nine one one calls and things like that, and then of course there's that part we hate uh, traffic enforcement. Yeah, traffic enforcement enforcement's weird. Like, I was never sold on giving speeding tickets. I find that that doesn't really do the thing you think it does. It doesn't deter as many accidents as you think it would. Well, I, I don't think it even deters speeding. No, I mean, it deters speeding if there's a cop yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, that's about it. That's it, but that, but that's not deterring anything. No, no. That, that you're Realistically, you're not doing anything with, with the tickets. All you're doing is gener- generating revenue at the end of the day. You know what I think? I think that society should be responsible for 70 to 80% of their own regulating. Oh, I, yeah. I.e. integrity, what you do when you think nobody's looking. And then the cop should be there to supplement beyond that. Well, I, I, I think a good my kind of idea that I've always looked at law enforcement is it's I always hard back to the two things. It's protecting, you know, civil liberties are that are enshrined in the Constitution, which is your ability, the freedom of protest without breaking any motherfucking windows because that's, that's not, not a, a protest. protest. So there's there's that your freedom of speech, things like that, like. 
things that are, are, are core components for a reason. Do you think those things were all accidentally done when we drafted the Constitution? Like the freedom of firearms. You think no, that there was, was a reason? Yeah. What is it? The, the Second Amendment protects the First Amendment. Well, it's not even that. But the reason those things kind of got put in place is because we had about 4,000 years of human history to understand. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that's all that is. And they were still pretty brutal back when they uh, But all, drafted all, it. all that was is us looking back in time and understanding when you disarm the public, they have no way to fight back against the overreaching government. Yeah, and that kind of tells you a lot about what a government wants when they want to disarm you. Well, the, the, they don't the, want you to fight. What the the biggest thing is too is I was listening to Peter Schiff's podcast he did for the Fourth of July, and he was making the notion when you know when America got put in place, it, the whole script got flipped. And what it was before it was the kings granting rights yeah. to the individuals w- within the kingdom. When America got put in place, it was like no, the citizens granted rights to the government. Is what it was. So the citizens had all the freedom, but they gave up some of the freedoms to give the government a little bit of an authority. But the authority was to just protect private properties and individual liberties. Right. And But like any other political movement, they it, take it, a little bit more yes. and they take a little bit more. This thing like, expands. Yeah. Because you, you're looking for justifications of the state. Yeah. And that's that's just the problem is those will always have that as long as there's humans. You'll have those people that want to. Oh, yeah. And, and take all so the power. but understanding those things, I think you get more of a better understanding of what law enforcement's job. In my opinion, law enforcement's job is not to get involved with drug issues. I agree with that. Yeah. We if can if that you if, if drugs are illegal. OK, if, if that's what we're going to do. If you pull someone over for drugs or they get pinched on the side of the road, what you do is you destroy them and you let them go. That's how it used to be. There was a lot no. of cases. No, I've heard a lot of cases of that kind of shit where they just make you dump your weed No, the, I mean, the drug enforcement was brutal. I, I, I was watching Capone, dude, in, some, in that movie that came out with um, Tim Hardy. We'll go Tom. We'll go with region by region. Then. Yeah, I, I, I would, but a lot of major metropolitan areas, and even, even Nevada was horrible with weed laws. Oh, my God, with, with weed the laws. whole weed laws. Possession is 10 years, selling is life in prison. Yeah. Life in prison. For weed. For fucking drugs. Yeah, do you understand what drugs are? Drugs are the choice for somebody that they're making the choice what they want to do with themselves. And I, I am all for sort of. Yeah, I, I think so. But I, I'm all for 100 percent drug legalization. Well, look at the, what the experiment with the mice when they're lonely and they feel like there's no way out. They're going to do drugs until nonstop they die. cocaine until they die. Yeah. But if there's something and they feel like they're they're contributing to something and there's stuff to occupy them and keep them busy, they're going to kind of sway away from drugs. I've actually had that many times in my life where you're like, God, oh, this is boring. I feel trapped. Yeah. And you just go self-destructive. Yeah, but, but the whole thing is, so so when we, when we try to fight this war on drugs, as we, we can see it's played out over the last hundred years, Ugh. it's highly ineffective. Isn't that weird that all drugs that are illegal, ended, they started out legal? Like you have the opium. wasn't really a big problem when the railroads were going up, but... But but but, but <laughs> the thing is, drugs are a problem. Period. But us policing and trying to get involved in fighting the war on drugs, and and never yields the results that we're expecting. Well, because they're going after the wrong stuff for the wrong reasons. You're going after the the real problem, I guess, would be like your cartels and your high end drug guys that start amassing power. But even then, I I think that's a small a small gain of land. This for the fact that as soon as you take one of those guys down, the, see, three more appear to take. His so point. those guys act as a double edged sword. They act as a double-edged sword for two reasons. For for I mean, they act as a double-edged sword, and this is the reason. One, yeah, it's sucky because they uh, they amass a lot of power, and they become hard to combat a lot of what they are and their reach. 
But number two, they they also they also serve her good. And when I mean good, this is what they do. If there's competition, <laughs> Go on. if there's competition that's getting aggressive and trying to cut into their market and making it more diversified, guess what they do to the competition? Well, they'll eliminate it. Most yes, <laughs> that's usually that's that's why a lot. That's so. Isn't that what most of like inner city shit is about? Is about territory yes. and money and fucking yes. where the drugs are going. But that's the thing, and and not that. But those things happen with nobody getting involved. These are free people's in. Do you understand how how these things naturally occur? Once you've stomped one out, guess what happens? No, oh, that's when the power vacuum happens, and other people. It'll actually would be what has happened in the past is. When you take out a high-level guy like that, it tends to get more bloody because all the lieutenants and stuff start fighting for the power. Yeah. And that's when you have you run the risk of a lot of innocent people getting so, caught in the crossfire. So you were stuck in this thing dealing with one guy, and that was your main problem. And then you got, got you got the guy eliminated. Now guess what? Yeah, now you got four people. It's like fucking gremlins. You can't, you can't <laughs> yeah, get them wet. The motherfuckers, dude. Every time one goes down, you're but, like, oh, But that's shit, the thing more. is, so we're fighting the war on drugs. And if you understand that every time we take a guy down... It, it all, it's like the equivalent of getting them wet and more pop up. So how much traction are you really going to get? And, and if you don't believe this, just here's a really good book in general is um, Dreamland. That's an uh, that's a horrible book of the account of the Jalisco Mexican farmers bringing heroin, black tar heroin, oh, into the U.S. Wow. starting in the San Fernando it's Valley. Yes, it's a really good book done by a journalist. Drew, uh, Dr. Drew pushed it a lot. In, uh, oh, that's why I've heard of it. Okay. He pushed it a lot, and then when I was driving Uber on the side, I picked up a lot of people and going to heroin rehab centers in Sacramento County, and they talked about the book, too. They talked about that book and another book called The Molecule. But that book right there, it, it shows you the exact blueprint that the Jalisco Mexican farmers for running drugs up here, once they got it up here, how they went about conducting business. Really? Yeah, and as soon as one person gets taken down, two more pop up. It, like, it like that, like that. They're they're almost an, anticipating it, so they already have the next play in. in I believe in it. Yeah, there's contingency plans. So if we're combating drugs and we think we're doing so much good, are we? Oh, that's where you start to get in even. I mean, again, DEA is law enforcement. I mean, technically, I know, but so uh, the number one thing that we're funneling all this money to. Are we having an impact? No, because you have to get down to the fundamental mindset of the people that are that's going in there. But I don't think you can, because people in general are going to... You cannot control people at the end of the day. Let's understand that. Right. We, Just like you can't teach anybody, they have to learn it. Yes. You can't teach anybody. They have to learn it. These things have to become two on their own. So when you run around thinking that you're doing the good by banning heroin and doing all these things, yeah, okay, it might have the might have an impact. But if it's so effective, how come a lot of the areas that have a lot of rich white kids are the ones affected mostly by heroin use? Well, because heroin is expensive. <laughs> uh, well, well, actually, no, it's cheap, it's but cheap. to be a junkie is expensive. Yes, but but so let's understand that. We think we're having an effective use. I think your most effective use on combating drug use is you as a parent having a conversation with your kids that's brutally honest about what the effects of drugs will yes. do to their life. Yes. That's... If you want to drive home how how devastating they are, it can't be done by the school. It can't be done by the state. It can only be done you as a parent having one-on-one conversations with your kids about how dangerous these things are and using prime examples, even from your own life, how this will fucking ruin what you're doing for a living. Oh, I absolutely agree. I've always been honest with my kids about that. But I, I don't think a lot of people are. like For the same reason, these are the same motherfuckers that won't cuss in front of their kids either. Oh, yeah, so what, someday they're going to find out that you're an asshole and that's really going to drive a wedge? But not only that, like, the average person, 
We all pretend that nobody really cusses because if you watch TV, you swear to God nobody cusses. But the funny thing is, if you watch these guys on uh, on um, CNBC that talk about markets, when you see them on the show, you get this crisp thing of veneer of what they are, and then you catch these guys on podcasts. These motherfuckers, yeah, they're, they're like us. Like they won't stop fucking sailors. Yeah, that's how they really talk. But we, we, we present this illusion on TV and with our kids and everything else that people don't really act like that. And well, I that, find that That, that just backs my weird. theory that decency cannot be legislated. You can't legislate decency. You know, I mean, you can try, but just because you cut, you make it illegal for them to cuss on TV and this and that. Now, granted, I mean, there's got to be a line because I would almost say that everything that we've done in the last 20 years has been for the lowest common denominator. I, I would disagree a little bit. I think we, the as much as I hate some of the stuff that left has done, they've also broke down a fuck ton of barriers. Yeah, with the, with, not, with uh, and I'll give you an example the yeah, way the way a lot of conservatives view gay people. They broke down those barriers and they made and they did make. Okay, think about it. How how accepting are conservatives now? Think about the nineties. Oh yeah. A lot more. I mean, even in the '90s, it was still it was conservatives, it was still stay out of my neighborhood kind of shit. Conservatives were fucking. Yeah, they were very, very bold and very bold and very churchy, very fucking yeah. holier now. And these are the same motherfuckers that'll be on the Sunday show preaching, and then two days later, caught in a fucking hotel snorting meth off some dude. Isn't that dick. funny how that works? Yeah, it's like you know what I hate. I hate it so much. It's I hate sin. these gays. Two days later. We caught Bob, Pastor Bob, sucking off some yeah, dude. Well, that's why there can't be gays around, because I can't control my urges. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. What was dude. a comedian? That, I, th- I think it was Rogan that made this comment. He's like, you know what we should do? We should treat these these pastors the same way you treat your kids when you catch them smoking. You just make them take the whole pack. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. You five line up in ascending order yeah. of girth. <laughs> we know how to take care of this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we ain't leaving until this tube of KY's empty. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but I mean. Well, that's just the denial, and that comes with, again, the ego and the shame of life and shit like that. Yeah, but, like, the older I get, the more I, the more I realize you're better off just leaning into who you are. Well, yeah, be honest with yourself. Yeah, disla- if that's the person you are, even if it's a piece of shit, you know what? Fuck it. Well, that, that again, is what we're lacking in society. Because what is it when in kids, oh, look up to the cops, look up to the firefighters, look up to the politicians, look up to Hollywood. And if the last four months has taught us anything, it's that your heroes all died a long time ago. Don't look up to these people at all because <laughs> they're all shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But where's like you got like you and I are parents. And I just hope that, well, as my kids are older... And I'm already getting the results of their choices now. And so I would, I hope that, that by See, being honest and direct with them. I feel like a failure all the time when I interact with my kids. I, I feel like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. That's, that's, a, that's an honest statement. I feel like I don't do the maximum I can do. I don't feel like I, I bridge a lot of the gaps I can with the kids. And it, it sucks because in the moment you're, you're not thinking about it. And it's always an after, the, after the fact that you think like, fuck, dude, was, was that the proper interaction to have with the kids? But I've had that a lot too. And it you sucks. have to second guess yourself. But it sucks because even though you second guess yourself, you don't really. Maybe because I'm still a little bit young, I'm getting closer to the age where I think I I, I could see myself making better decisions when I, when I interact with the kids now. Yeah, not as much as yeah, well, yeah, I could. But that. It, but it's shitty because all that is that's me after the fact of being a parent for the last ten or twelve years, now realizing that. And I'm just thinking all the mental damage I did being a, 
being like a very strict dad on the kids. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's the age bracket that I was in and that you're in. When you're raising kids, you're growing up with them. You can't. Yeah. Be that, you can't be that hard on yourself. About yeah, it. and that's true. You and were growing up with yeah. them. You know what I mean? Just because who the fuck is? Oh, I was, man at, yeah. I was a man at 23. Oh, you thought you were a man at 23. I was, I was just winging this shit the whole time. <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm doing what sounded right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those ones, like, what is it? I have one kid that only got had to get spanked once. Oh, see. After that, totally understood. You know the see, consequences. My, my, my kids, my kids got got their ass whooped probably up until about eight, actually, but it was probably around the cutoff time. After that, I, I realized, hey, fucker, that's this is an ineffective way of dishing out punishment. Well, that's how we had to do with the other one because she would just take it, laugh at me, and run off. I'm like, <laughs> oh right, so we're gonna have to find some other way to torture you. Yeah, and, <laughs> you and it's just, I, and I regret doing that a lot of times. Sometimes I wish I did, that that was not the way. It, but you know what? You're you're stuck in this thing where you're 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 repeating the cycle that you, that you were that, that you was, were raised in, yeah, yeah that you were applied to and you think that's the correct way and it's like no actually you're a piece of shit and that's there's probably a more effective way to communicate with your kids <laughs> that drives but that that's always an after the fact scenario I remember the last time I got spanked when I just felt like I was too big to lean over the knee and I started <laughs> going wait wait no, 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 right before the hand was coming down and then we both looked at each other I'm all so I guess I probably just grounded in. It's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we just kind of agreed. It's like, this is starting to get a little weird. Yeah, you know? and, and, <laughs> that's 100%. And, and it's just weird. Anyways, we, we got way off topic from the cop. Today. Not really, because it's still a matter of authority. Where does authority derive from? The state. <laughs> it, 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 I, as much as I harp back to that thing, but it does. But it's not supposed to be. We're supposed to be a self-regulated society that's telling mm, the state. No, what I, and I and I think that's a loose way of putting it. As much as I don't believe with the state getting involved in all stuff, I think the cops have this just two core fundamental things, which is they ensure property rights and and ensure civil liberties. But yes. out, okay. outside of that, so like if you're inflicting violence, that you're you're breaking the line of a civil liberty. But well, if that's you, the golden rule, just in and of itself. Violence, yeah. violence is yes. not. Yeah, yeah. But but other than that, I mean, if you're taking drugs, as even even if you're driving, you're drunk and high, and you get pulled over, but you actually didn't cause any damage. I think you should get a ticket, and that's the extent of it. And they should send your ass home, and they should not fucking impound your car and fuck you over. They should either leave your car on the side of the road or have someone come up and take it to your house. Why does it seem like all the consequences are like a racket? They're all a shakedown. Well, I, I think a lot of it is this Karens in general. I, I think, no, yeah. I think the Karens are the ones that really fucked up. Oh, the, like like Mad Mothers Against Drunk Driving? Yes. The original Karen group? The original Karen group. Wow, yeah. So y- you took this thing. Yeah, drinking and driving is bad. People die from it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but those are also scenarios that do happen on a day-to-day. And it's that, also choices. They are. If someone chooses to drink and drive, yeah, that's fucked up, but... So if they get caught, it, it's a it's a career ender. Yeah, now isn't it like a forty five thousand yeah, dollar deal? Yeah, so think about that. You you lose your job, you lose all these things for drinking and driving, and then you get slapped with a fine that you can't pay because you lost your job because yeah. of that. It's it's one yeah. thing if you're doing that, and it's another thing if you're drinking and driving, you cause property damage. Yeah, there should be some serious consequences to that. Well, that's how it is in Europe, though. And and if you're drinking and driving and you kill somebody. There should be some serious fucking consequences. Really steep. But if you're drinking and driving, you're swerving, and the cop pulls you over, because it should be a fucking misdemeanor at the most, and you should get a fine that doesn't fucking wreck your life, like five hundred dollars, and we should get the option to get your house, your vehicle back to your house. Well, wouldn't that be cool? Like, say, if I got popped drinking and driving, 
I get I do get a, a ticket or something, but then now I have to call a tow truck to get me towed home. They're not going to allow me to drive home. It's not going to an impound yard where it's instantly going to be six hundred dollars more. Yeah, I, I don't think you should get arrested for a drinking. No, drinking. but I mean, having I mean, what is it? The one dude that was too drunk to drive, so he just called a tow truck because it was cheaper than a cab. He called a tow truck, got a shit towed home, done deal. Yeah, that's actually a smart move. Yeah, but if if you think about and the thing that gets me is these, and I, I don't want to harp and shit on the cops, but cops are. Like I have a family member who's a law enforcement officer. He tells some horrible fucking stories about these. Some of these cops are degenerate fucking drunks. Um. Yeah, I can confirm that. Drinking that's, and that's dri- actually the norm. And, and drinking and driving and stuff like that. Open container. Uh, but, but I'm not here to judge. I'm I'm just here to point out that the same thing that you're busting people for. That's what it is. The hypocrisy. Yes. Yes. And that's what gets me when it comes to a, a law enforcement officers applying the law. There was a sheriff that I knew. Because I actually had a guy who I worked on his car, and he was friends with the owner, and then he knew a lot of sheriffs, and I almost moved in with these guys. But they, I, and I'm coming from like I played in bands and shit, and these guys partied way too hard for me. You know what I mean? They were just like getting shit faced, making noise, just all kinds of stuff to all hours of the morning. What a nightmare! So I see dude in the gas station when I'm with another buddy. His old lady is filling up with gas. I walk up to the window. And I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" I look down. Dude's got an open container between his legs. Again. Solid. I think it's cool for a road soda, but at the same time, dude, isn't it your job to enforce that? Like, how many people? How many people have you fucked their day up because they did that, and now here you are doing that? Well, prime example. So, prime example of this. There's a couple of things that now that we're talking about, I'm thinking of, and one of them is fucking Kamala Harris. <laughs> this this bitch was locking motherfuckers up for smoking <gasps> weed, and then went on the Breakfast Club and bragged about smoking. I know, right? Oh, I used to smoke in college. Da, 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 da. Yeah, she's a huge, huge hypocrite. But but that's just another instance. So the thing that is the authority figure. I mean, wasn't there like the thing where she wasn't letting people out because she had to meet some quota with, like she was using it for work project or something? Yeah. And there's yeah. some shit like that. Yeah, which was fucked up. But That's abuse of power. But, but that's the thing. So let's understand that. So that's the state implementing a rule. And then the people that are supposed to be upholding this rule, they bend it as they see fit. Well, just loosely describing it, though, that means that, and I don't know what, to what degree, that you have the state and then their enforcement is the cops. So hypothetically, if they're like, hey, we need more people out here picking up garbage and shit, so the mandate goes down and now the cops literally have to roll on people for stupid shit just to get more people in the system. See, Do you think that ever happens? <sighs> that's so hard, man. I, I don't know because... <laughs> I don't know because I've I know that's a rough question, huh? It is because I've never flat out came out and asked my little brother that. I mean, my little brother is a fucking decent individual. Out of me and my other brother, he's the only one that's a decent human being at the end of the day. Well, you know, like at a restaurant, push the fish. The fish (laughs) is about to go bad, dude. We got to get that shit out of here. We pay a lot of money for this motherfucking fish. We need to make this shit happen. Yeah, and then now it's like, dude, we're going to fuck. We need to. Okay, yeah, we're going to have to have you guys writing up a bunch of red light tickets because these fucking cameras are here and they are just pressing my balls on budget. Yeah, they're saying we should be having fucking eight times the amount we have. Yeah, isn't that how, scary? You guys to need think to be enforcing this law. We need to generate some revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm curious if that is a factor. And it, I am too. You never know. I mean, that's well, just knowing how the state operates, I could see that happening. Right, and anybody that's been there 20 years, I mean, you know what it's like to be in a job 20 years. You get soulless, so you just you just take the orders and carry on with it. You know what? But but that happens with any job, and that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's, and, and but that but that's why hobbies are critical. Like this thing right here, I'm doing. This is a therapy session for me. I get the fucking vent, and I feel good at the end of it. It's amazing. I will say my whole outlook on life has changed since I started doing this. 
Oh, it's same like, with me. Like, it's literally, weird. there's no it's... more poison circulating and just echoing around in my head. No, I just, I, just, I just get, the, I just get this on a mic, just blah, blah, and mm. spit it out. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something like that is what I wanted to say. Well, it's like unpacking what is frustrating me. Yeah. You know, that's I what it is. That. Well, the whole world around you. I mean, it's I broke reality many, many years ago for myself. And once you start seeing through that shit, all of a sudden you realize, oh, my God, all these other people are sleeping. Yeah, and the thing, uh, I, oh, dude. So one, one, one of them, uh, like I got, I got, I got a lot of comedians I like. Uh, Dan, Doug Stanhope's pretty funny. He's a libertarian dude, but he, he, there was this one set he did. He went on this fucking rant when he was explaining how wars are bad or whatever. <laughs> wars are bad, crazy. It, it, and and he was kind of going on. He's like, you know, I'm getting tired of telling you, you fucking drunk people all the time. Everywhere I go, I shout this shit, and I think I made an impact. And I show up somewhere else, and these same jerk-offs are fucking not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know what's going on. You guys aren't drinking enough or something. But I wonder it, if that's what it's like to be a stand-up guy. But that, but that's the thing, is though, is so you 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 think you're making this impact by by speaking your mind and kind of pointing out where where shit kind of falls off the rails when you kind of logically process it, and you think it has this impact. In reality, it doesn't, because the average person's a fucking moron. Yes. Well, think about it like church theory, right? <laughs> you go to you go to church on Sunday. You're Mister Holier Than Thou, you know, or Mrs. Holier Than Thou. Doesn't matter. And I'm willing to bet... Yeah, Monday you're fucking the secretary. Come Monday, <laughs> maybe Tuesday at the latest, you're the same old asshole. On Monday, you're looking at the cameras, checking out girls' titties while you're working. Oh, yeah. That's why I'm glad I went to private school, so I'm, I'm desensitized <laughs> to that. You're checking out them titties in church. <laughs> Somebody was saying that there's like the old legend about that where people hooked up in church and then got connected together forever. No shit. Yeah, there's like I that's like an that. old Catholic... Um, horror story and then they died because you know they were like you know the elephant man merged into one and, Solid. and then they were stuck together forever burning eternity in hell i'm all <laughs> man can you imagine having a 50 iq and the preacher oh, tells you that fuck. oh lord forgive me i know i have a penis and it's had bad thoughts too you know oh dude means of control and that's again what law enforcement is now it's no longer protect and serve it's an enforcement of the will of the state yeah but see this and this is where it goes off the rail it goes off the rails because a lot of people want to start increasing of what the state is actually supposed to be doing. I, and yes, and, and, th and they're willfully doing it. And that's why a lot of the thing with cracking down on drunk driving, this big, this last 20 years, this big crackdown, or not 20, like 30 years, this big crackdown on drunk driving has been pushed by the public that the state takes and then the, the state just turns it into this thing that instead of really doing a good job, it ends up destroying people's lives. Yeah, but it's like, oh, that was their choice. And, and I hear this too, and my mom kind of made the comments like, "Well, it's for the it's for the good of the average." It's like, no, I'm American. I'm not. I, I just barely ride the greater good thing. You know what I mean? But, I'm but, more of personal and yeah. Let let as as shitty as this might sound coming from my mouth, if someone's gonna get drunk and kill somebody, that is a fucked up thing that happens. Let it happen. Yeah, I've been holding back this whole time. That's actually how my dad died. Oh, is it? Drunk driving accident. He wasn't it's driving. He was actually a passenger in the car with oh, the other guy was drunk. Fuck. And one thing led to another. And but, but the so thing, that's why if you notice, even if I have yeah. a little bit to drink, I don't drive. But the, but the thing is, so are we going to start processing pre-crime? No. But but that's... Oh, my God. What movie was that? Where the, Tom the, Cruise. Yeah. But, but, oh. but, but that's where this heads. When when you start trying to, to interject into every single aspect, and trying and trying to to to, to do these preventative maintenance things, they have the intention of being good, 
But guess what they always turn into? They the always go to hell in a high And fast. they do. What is it? The, um, the road to hell is often paved with good intentions. Yeah. And that's that's true every time. It's the old saying, like I heard Alan Watts say, too. Uh, uh, good old Alan Watts. Yeah, love that guy. Uh, uh, l- let me help you, said the monkey putting the goldfish in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> you don't fucking really know what's the best thing for people. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and I, that, but just because someone, someone's doing something bad doesn't mean they're not going to end up in a good place at the end of it. If yeah, if that's I mean, the, you guys have heard it. enough of the stories from train wrecks and stuff like that, you're gonna do a bunch of bad things. But should we ruin your fucking life in the process of you doing these bad things? No, no. Well, I mean, have you ever had? And what was that? I was talking to somebody the other day because we uh, there's this one kid you can tell he just lived that little white middle class protective sheltered life. <laughs> and the best <laughs> the best analogy I could get is I guarantee he hasn't had the kind of night. Where you don't think you're going to live to see sunrise. Oh, that's okay. Have you ever yeah. had that night? Yeah. I've had that night more than once. I've had a night where in, in a situation where shit went off the rails and you didn't know where it was going to go. Yeah, you're not sure if you're going to live to see tomorrow. Yeah. And shit's bad. You're like, wow. But when you survive that stuff and you start unpacking it, you start accepting whatever it is happening. You know, of, of course, your own fault for putting yourself in that situation. It's, it's, it's kind of beneficial. It can be beneficial, but, it, you know. Well, back to what, the, like the overall job of law enforcement. I mean, what what else do you think that that is a, an actual thing that they should be involved in and be actively doing? Like you said, uh, just kind of rolling through neighborhoods. There's well, that's that. well, that's that's what I see as far as police. I've never given it much thought. You know what I mean? The, the police well, presence has to be known. Well, I mean, that's there, the thing. Rules I, that apply. I don't think many people have. Many people got this idea that the cops can be running around kicking in doors and going after all these drug dealers. And but why? I don't think they want to go in there either. I I think a lot of them don't want to go into what is it like um what is it like any Call of Duty thing? Why would you want to go in the house when you know you're going to die? You know what I mean? That's that's like a strategy. It's like no, stay outside of the building at all times. This is why again when you go back and forth like combat veterans serving as cops. That is a recipe for disaster. Now, there are bad people out there that amass guns and want to do bad things to good people. It's kind of a necessary thing. But, I mean, how many neighborhoods have you seen where there is the local drug dealer? It's known that he's doing it, but it's gone on for 10 years. Well, the thing, too, is I, I think when you start to make this umbrella where all these cops are these have to do this, 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 and this, you start diluting what the real purpose of the cops are. Do you think there should be levels like smog techs? Not so. I don't know. <laughs> so now you have your low-level tri- well, ticketer guys cause, cause, and your middle guys. Because they, they have parking maids and meter maids and stuff, which I think that's just a way for them to generate revenue. And at the end of the day, I think that's just a fucking joke. That's just that's that's a, that's a cash grab. That's a whole other thing. They generate revenue. I thought our taxes paid for that shit. Or is just the monster so hungry they have to still create even more money? Yeah, that's a good fucking question. Well, like the CHP, they're, they're self-sustaining with how many tickets and shit they write, which... Okay, I get it, but how much safer is everything because you stop this one guy on the freeway from swerving and out traffic? That's one. Dude, how many mornings have you commuted where you're surrounded by assholes that are all playing pole position? See, now, how I, many of them have got a ticket now, in the last now, 90 I days? Want, I want to be upset if the, the CHP's job was to do stuff like that. So if you got a guy who's swerving all over the fucking road and driving like a complete maniac, that's a little different scenario because the intention's there that the guy's doing it on purpose. He is. He's knowingly putting other people in danger. At, at least, have you ever gotten a wreck on the freeway? It's dangerous. Everything over eighty miles an hour is terrifying. Yeah, because there's a lot going on. 
Yeah, but but even that whole thing. So when someone's intentionally doing that, that that is a that that's you you can walk into the area of justification for that guy to suffer some serious repercussions to that. Okay, so now we agree that. That kind of enforcement for safety is definitely a thing. A hundred percent. All right. And, and, I, and I agree with that when, when it comes to CHP. But what <laughs> else do you think a, a, a CHP's job should entail also? It's just, it's just highway patrol. That's all they do is highway patrol. And what, um, Amber Alert, you know, inspections? You know? Cracking down on drug trafficking? You think that's Absolutely. that's That would be, you'd think that would fall into that department because they have such an intricate, have you ever looked through the, um, the camera network in California? So uh, you can how, watch the same car for half an hour. So how effective do you think you are? At, uh, how effective do you think they are at preventing drug trafficking? I can't even take a guess. I have no clue. What about human trafficking? I think they've done a shit job because it's the number one economy in the world. So, see, that's again slippery slope. It is. But people always try to rationalize that the that the state does a lot of these things with the best interest, but I don't know if they're. I might be wrong too, but I, just looking at the scope of getting involved in these things, I don't think they really hit what we need to be doing. Well, is that kind of your point that they're they're pulling over people for safety and this and that, but this huge human trafficking thing that's on? How much has any highway patrol in any state actually helped that? Yeah, and and of all the things that we, we that, that that I would I would want to invest law enforcement into, human trafficking ranks way higher than drug trafficking. Absolutely, because dude, I just I cannot. Stand the suffering of innocence. Yes, well, it not, doesn't matter if it's a dog, a bird. No, no, but understand a lot of these people that that are being trafficked are either younger people or foreigners. Well, yeah, but do you know like the formula what they do? No, where they're like they'll take them, and then like it's a female. We'll just go with that one. They'll take them, run a train on them, right? Let them heal for a couple of days, do it again while beating them. Then they give them a little heroin. Oh, it feels better, doesn't it? No then, they'll, shit. then they'll give them a little more heroin and do it again. So it's kind of a cloud this time. Then they'll let them freaking start going into withdrawals and then do it again. Oh, uh, see, that's fucked. See, they're playing. It's it's the MK Ultra thing. And, and, and of all the things to, to donate time to, I, I think that would be the higher priority. I know the drug one probably turns a lot of people off, and they have probably a different view than I have. But I, I don't think it's a, it has this effective thing. I'd rather drugs be openly available to every individual and be and be manufactured. By companies, and I know that sounds shitty. It'd be a lot safer, and that's my point. Look at like heroin infections and fucking. Not, not that, but just understand. I'd rather have a market for it where we have accountability and we have better understanding, and not that. But if someone ODs, you're gonna hear something ugly from me right now. So cover your fucking ears, let them die. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> let them die. I have zero sympathy. If you choose to take so much of a drug that that's bad, that's gonna kill you. Well, then you got what you wanted. You were looking for a way out. See, and that's something that somebody let, who doesn't do drugs doesn't understand. Yeah, let them die. I don't want my tax dollars covering that. Well, like when somebody says that, drugs, oh, you're just looking for an escape. And he OD'd. Looks like he got out. Yeah. He, he wins. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Yeah. Sorry. Why are you trying to regulate everybody to the point of where, have you ever, what is it, um, Kurt Cobain? No. In the end, everybody's <laughs> like, fuck, we should have just let him have heroin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. He went through, what is it, the rehab twice at the yeah. end of the second one. He took one. the wrong shot at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, well, he, what is it? He took enough heroin to kill somebody four times who'd never done it before and then blew his head up. Yeah. So it's like, well, the last thing to go through his head, okay, we're not even going to go there. But <laughs> you know what I mean? He obviously 
that was more torture than anything else. And again, but, he made those choices. But that, but but that's the ownership. So if you have the liberty to partake in drug use, which is I'm all for people having that, you also have to take the ownership. And if you're going to take so much, you're going to kill yourself. Then your family needs to cover the cost on that. Yeah, that's that's where the and it, and as shitty as that might might sound to people. Well, that's it only where it, it would only sound shitty to somebody with the rose colored glasses. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would rather thing. have the, 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 the different opportunities of real drug companies producing high-grade manufactured drugs that you can participate in and indulge in, but have an understanding of what these things do. And I, I think we do a better job in our school system having honest discussions about what kind of damage they have, not speculative discussions like they did about weed, like with Reefer Madness and stupid shit like that, <laughs> but, like, <Have> you, <laughs> but real things like, hey. I love that show. Yeah, but, but let's have some real ones. Right. Here's what happens. Here's the cost of this and that and the other thing. Yeah. Which, I mean, I think it would be more productive talking about the addictive effect than anything else. Yes. Because that's, that's yes. A, what is addiction? Okay, well, if you think about it, a tiny thousand monkeys in your head that are always quiet whenever you have the drug. But the minute you don't have that drug, they all start screaming and it starts to control you. Yeah. If you've ever been done dirty by a junkie, you know that that wasn't the person you thought it was. The drug is what fucking robbed you. But, but that's the thing, though. Is so we do this, we, we do this thing where... We make drugs legal, heroin's bad, and at the same turn of the dial, we're cranking out Oxycontin like it's a thing to do. Yeah, that actually just took a turn. <laughs> so basically, the biggest dealer on the block can't have, doesn't want any competition. Yeah. So now Big Pharma has to be the one that makes the profits. Like you were saying before, then so, they push everybody else so out. So legitimize pharmaceutical companies. They they can produce something that's a derivative that's probably probably way worse than what you'd get on like on on a clean cut black tar heroin. Dude, I call it um, scalpel precision. That's the dangers of pharmaceuticals. So you have heroin that's you know you know how they manufacture it in the test tubes, bro- boil it down, and they extract the chemical and they move that chemical whatever. I've seen generally how it works, but then you have a pharmaceutical company that's able to refine it a thousand times better and put it in pill form. See, and, and I'd rather be be that on the market. Then, then I'd, r- I'd rather be legal for the average person to buy, and that's what's available. Because two things will happen. Number one, it'll drive the price down and make it actually affordable because you have to purchase it on the open market and it's not covered by the government. The government doesn't give you fucking drugs. So let's start there. We'll start with the government no longer gives you a handout to go purchase your money. So the welfare state gets dried up in the same process. So if we're going to legalize right. shit, we have to, we have to remove the fucking tit from the equation. So why would that be effective? Be, because you would not be funding it through tax dollars anymore. Because if you had a legalized drug system, and at the same time you still had welfare and different stuff like that in effect, that money is going to be going back it, into it. Common sense tells you it's going to be. If well, yeah. If you don't believe that, then you're an adult and you don't understand basic human. Well, nature. I wonder how much the state pays for you know alcohol and you know what I mean. Because somebody, oh, you can, you can only buy food with food stamps. Yeah, you think that's how it works? Yeah. I've met plenty of people that have trade. You give them 50 cents on the dollar for that shit. I when used I to do that, that, all you do is you buy someone's steaks and have them buy booze and you just do a trade off. Yeah, and you're good, good to go. Yeah, that happens. That's and, anarchy. <laughs> no, that's, ex- that's, that's using the government to get what you want through everybody else's tax dollars. Right. But, you, but for, for things to be legal in, in an open society, there needs to be consequence. And the consequence is you can't have the state giving people money because they will spend it in a shitty manner to buy these things. But once you've done that, people will make better decision making. I know it doesn't seem like they would, but it takes time in the beginning. But they would. But you need to remove. Yeah, this. but survival mode looks different for everybody. Because, like in that book, Dreamland, it's brutal. He gives an account at what 
since the government got involved, was paying everybody's prescriptions, it basically gave all the pharmaceutical companies an open checkbook to prescribe astronomical amounts of painkillers. Because they knew it was getting, they knew it would be it paid for. It was a guaranteed payoff by the state. Isn't that crappy how that works? No. Like, what is it like to, um, No, because that, that, all you have to understand is human nature. <laughs> that, if you give an, an out mm. to get free capital and do what the fuck you want with it, what do you think people are going to do with it? The, the max effect. Yeah. That's all anybody ever does is try to get the most for the least. But then you hear people, too, at the same turn will say this. Well, if you do that, there'll be more people hooked on it or lead the crime. You know what? Then everybody gets a goddamn firearm. And we fully... And, and yeah, you're going to have a surge of incidents, and then it's going to fade away as but everybody the, But the long-term, the long-term recovery from that is going to be better. And not that, but once you've seen people gone through addiction, guess what? There's going to be more open, honest discussion about how bad it is. So you think it'll swing back generation to generation? It, it, so you'll get this one generation that shows that next generation why they don't do it. They have their kids, and then that next generation is going to be a 50-50 shot. Hopefully, that, that would be the... That would be well, what happened? Why are we... Where did we get away from every generation is successfully better? I How never, come that doesn't happen I with never, humans? I never believe that. Well, it should. <laughs> you think that if you taught your kids your own fucking mistakes, every generation You want to know better. why it doesn't? It's because no child's left behind. <laughs> How do you like that? <laughs> it's what, like, with that conversation I had with somebody where they were basically summing up that um, your children are raised by mentors and people in society. And I think there's a lot of truth. There is a lot of truth to that, but you're responsible for laying the core. Some of the best. No, that's not true. My dad was a horrible example. A a lot of the best guys that that uh, men that I grew up as an apprentice and dealing with Mm -hmm. were some of the best mentors and put me on the right path. So it is. So there's truth depending on the situation. Yeah. If I would have followed the example of my dad, I'd be living in Southside, gaming the system. But see, that's still taking Percocet. I'm still right because that's your dad's fuck up. That's true. Right. By being a bad example. So had he actually been a good example for whatever reason, you would be different. Yeah, but, but that's the thing is you, 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 you do need mentors to a degree to show you what the shortcomings are of your parents. I like it. I, I think that's a true statement. But I don't like the idea of the state raising my children. I don't. I agree. That's on. where I, that's where I, I take a hard turn well, on. The, I don't send my kids to school to learn how to live and well, be alive. They're there to fucking learn Math, yes, history and English. Don't tell them your fucking politics. Don't fucking tell them that. Well, bullshit. But that's the thing, though, is you. So if you if you're looking to indoctrinate a whole ration of kids, you have to get them to buy into this whole principle of the state's an overall good. Law enforcement is does nothing wrong. Well, I don't know how good that's holding up anymore, but a lot of that was for a while. The military is awesome and it does nothing but good things. If you think about, <laughs> I'm serious. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. No, yeah, let's. If the military is so awesome, why do their footlockers all need padlocks? Let's start there. Oh, <laughs> shit. What was this? The dude told me that the other day. Hide your donuts in. Is it the Marine Corps only has <laughs> one thief and he's never been caught? <laughs> I'm all, yes, that sounds about right. <laughs> so lock your fucking footlocker. Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, that's what it is. I mean, you, some people can't help themselves. It all comes down to it. And what's weird is people learn different le- lessons at different times. So where do we, I mean, when the cops, they're just, I, th- have you heard about their training or the, should I say their lack of? There are people at the end of the day. There you are know, people you at know the end what? of the day, but they have a huge responsibility my, my, and it's wasted. My little brother, the training he went through, he, he, it was about an eight month per process. And it was pretty rigorous. I, I don't know if every other state holds the same standards. Is he police, sheriff, or patrol, or what? A CHP. 
Okay, no, CHP, you know, their training is modeled after the Army. Oh, really? Yes. I did. I, I read I a whole aware. thing about it when my uh, buddy went into, he actually went into the automotive side of it. And then I started looking into CHP when I was trying to look for ways out of, you know, the business I'm in. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, this doesn't look like the answer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, nah, I'd rather do what I'm doing than that. No, but the heart back on the whole cop thing. And I, mean, I was reading an article today. They were talking about, uh, uh, I want to say it was Florida, South Pennsylvania, Florida, I think was the area or the district. I think it was. And cops are calling in with the blue flu. Oh, yeah. Seen that. Yeah, they're just like, oh, we're done. We're not going to fucking, we're, we're over it. Well, then again, it's the, that's the situation of like, wait a minute, if I defend myself now, I'm in the wrong. And if you notice, the media is doing that a lot. Look at, I wanted to actually talk about this one. Where BLM parked a little mini barricade of cars on the freeway. And there was people standing behind this car. And a guy who was like a DoorDash delivery driver, somehow the, the cops did block off the freeway. He must have been driving all day or really tired because it was at night. Got, went, went on the off-ramp to get on the freeway, starts driving. All of a sudden, all these cars on the freeway with their lights off become visible because they, they should have done it under one of the big orange lights, but they didn't. The guy swerves to miss the car, goes around the car, and hits two people that were like trying that were standing at the edge. Is this the one we kind of touched on? Uh, I think it is, where yeah. he hit the girl and killed was, the girl and somebody else. It was a luxury could... car? Yes. It was, so it was a black dude hitting the white bitch? Yes, but that's where like we're in the fucking Twilight Zone because the white chick was representing BLM and he was just some dude trying to work. Yeah. And then the news was like, oh, far right wing attacks BLM. I'm like, Get the fuck out of here. When I look at their pictures, I'm so confused right now. I don't understand. See, see the thing too, I wish I could have a law enforcement officer in here and actually talk to him. In case... I, I I hate to sit here and armchair quarterback him from a distance. That's the problem is I don't think either one of us have enough insight on what it's like to. Live well, I, I would hate to, I would hate to drag my brother on here and have him fucking you know talk on the behalf of them. But I I I think having a conversation with him in this room it would be cordial. I I I think I think law and law enforcement officers are critical for key things, not for everything that we do with society, but. There's key things that you do that are fucking 100% necessity. Well, with the time we have left, how about we take a different turn? Since they've been bashed and beat up and fucked with and everything else, what are the positives? What's the good stuff that you can remember them doing? Protecting property rights. is, is it, 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 it keeps the mutual understanding that this is my shit and not yours. Because let, let's be honest, the average person doesn't really own a firearm. So you're you're trusting in the understanding that law enforcement officer is going to protect those property rights, and you you need that confidence in the system for everything to properly work. If you remove that confidence in the system, where everybody understands how it operates, say say all of a sudden tomorrow all the cops quit, how in the fuck do you think that's going to play out? Um, that's going to be bad. That's going <laughs> to be that's going to be Chaz 4.0. Well, yeah, but now that's <laughs> like what I've been saying this whole time. That's going to get a lot of people off the bench. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of people you don't want off the bench. I know you haven't been swinging anything, but there's not even a tee ball to hit. You better get ready. Here comes yeah, exactly. Well, oh man. Well, the worst thing is like that's what kills me about a lot of the would be revolutionaries. Yeah, then we're gonna go. We're gonna fight. And I'm Ugh, like, you know what scares fuck. me? Going into this with you and getting shot in the back by your dumbass. Yeah, that's yeah. Let's see your muzzle awareness, yeah. you fucking dumbass. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> is is it on accident or is it on purpose? Right, you don't know. Yeah, you know we're gonna march in the streets. <laughs> I've been shot. 
Yeah. yeah. I wanted the shitty out of his house. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I knew I should have just stayed home and watched <laughs> Alf. <laughs> no, but it's it, and and I and I feel bad for law enforcement. Law enforcement officers. Like I said, at the end of the day, they're showing up to, to do a job that a lot of people don't want to do, and it's shitty. For shitty pay, and I that, but the the, the stuff, it's the the stuff they've incorporated with their job mandates, it gets bigger and more expensive and more intrusive, and what it does is it causes a lot of people to resent them, and it, and I, I think I think the anger is misplaced and it should be placed at the state and not the individuals. That Thank are, you for saying that. I have been saying that since this whole nonsense started. Yeah, they're right for all the wrong reasons. Yes, so they're going after. Cops, they're going after they're going other at, middle class people. So they're going after the cops that don't actually make the laws, but are in for, but are forced to enforce these stupid fucking laws. Right. And then what was that? Working double shifts and this and that. You're purely oh, exhausted. Your anxiety's all over the place. You're yeah. probably suffering from the depression, alcoholism, the whole night. Not that, but this throws some personal life issues into the equation when you're at work. Yeah. What was that one dude telling the story? Now, oh, this, that was fucking this. This Jocko. This thing about the fucks when you go to work. That have a little bit of personal problems and how much they fall apart. I know, isn't that bad though? I mean, you can always spot them because that's a fun day for me. Something's <laughs> bothering you. Something's, hey, just leave me alone. Oh, everybody, uh, everybody, everybody. You fucking hear this guy. This day. fucking guy over here. Yeah. He's about to get it. It's going to be a day you're not going to forget. But this, so just think about that. The, the, the few guys at work that do have personal problems that you run across are men, women, it doesn't matter who it is. Think how much the, their their day kind of falls apart. Oh, and they bring that shit to work. Oh, and they it do. takes everybody around them down. Yeah, so. You don't think law enforcement officers are susceptible Dude, to that Dude, imagine too? like the central dispatcher having a super bad day, so, and but, now everybody that they've communicated with is also going to So let's understand this, though. So the same people that the average person is just as at fault. Why are the police held to this insane standard that they can't have those scenarios that play out with themselves? Well, that's the whole thing. That's we, the we, mentality. We, you can see that on fucking Twitter. But there's no breathing room. Oh, look what he did. He's a cop. Look what he did. He's a cop. Dude, stop it. You're putting this... Oh, he's a cop. So now these this box and you're functioning is like, yeah. man, whatever it takes. That that's what that's how an idiot wants to win. Yeah, they 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 try and shortcut it by assigning all these fake values to a cop and go, oh, he stepped outside of him. Oh, what? You're not allowed to be human when you're doing that. Yeah, that's what it is. Wait, I tell you what. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> let's instead of people, how about we get robots to enforce the law like straight across chappy. the board? How scary would that be? <laughs> when I that, so how's it gonna work out? You, you, nobody's gonna like what I'm about to say, but fucking here it comes. Oh, now I'm curious. Go. For How's it. this gonna fucking work out in the black community when people are shooting each other and knows no and no one's being caught and this motherfucker rolls through unabated and starts laying down the fucking law? Well, see, you know, in, a, in a very aggressive manner, and that would be and bad very indiscriminately. If you had two, hypothetically, even in AI, if you had two people shooting at each other, whoever doesn't throw down their gun is the enemy. So if these people decide they're not gonna stop shooting. Everybody dies. But think about that. So you, you, you act like cops are picking and choosing what people they want to enforce the law oh, to. I think a, an absolute strong-arm robot would be way worse than a human cop. Oh, fuck yeah. Like, fuck, imagine Ed 209 up in that motherfucker. <laughs> Just fucking... So how many people got killed? <coughs> All of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Crime rates at zero, though. Well, how could there be a crime rate when the whole neighborhood's wiped out? <laughs> but, but I'm saying though, we, 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 there's this lens that that I. It's that's actually a really good analogy. What would happen if there was the ultimate cold-blooded law enforcement? That things would get, things would appear 100% to be worse. Hundred percent, the law was applied to a T. Oh, dude, that'd be a disaster. There's no nuance. There's no cops letting people go, and because that does happen. If you think that doesn't happen when they pull over black people, sometimes. 
for for bullshit things. Sometimes it's easier just to let them go. Yeah, you let them go. You have them talking. Yeah, I can see that. I've seen that. I've been in the car when that happens. I've seen it up close and personal, too. Yeah, and that's, yeah, no, that's actually, that's a really good way to think about that, though. If everything was 100% across the board. What communities do you think would suffer the worst? Probably the same ones. It would all be the same. I would leave my house as little as possible if that was what was going on outside. For at least a good year. Yeah, you're going to go, let's just let this one play out. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to be part the of it. The aftermath year. might be nice, but yeah. I mean, but how much are you willing to run down the supreme authority on every individual like that? And how do you think the public's going to take that when you when you, when you you do that across the Oh, at that point, that's authoritarianism. It doesn't matter how the public's going to take it. There's The only way that would happen is if somebody just pulled the trigger and did it. There's, that's not getting voted in. That's just getting released. We've seen enough dystopian movies to know how that one's gonna play. Oh out. yeah, it's it's almost a, it's almost a no brainer at that point. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's like I mean, you're yeah, you're never gonna get like a RoboCop. Yeah, but what I was saying about that one in, in Florida, though. I mean, so how does that work out? So so now that everybody's aware that law enforcement's taking taking some time off the whole department. Oh, um, that ha- Atlanta too. Atlanta really suffered from the blue flu. What is, have you seen the stats? I was actually looking at this today. The stats since law enforcement in New York, we'll go, we'll go with the big ones. Atlanta, New York, Baltimore, Chicago, Philly, uh, Florida. The numbers of people killed and violent crimes haven't been that high since the early 90s. Solid. That's, that's literally shows like you. we're going. That, that literally shows you that we have made a lot of progress as, as far as yeah. violence goes. And in 2020, in the effort to make everything equal, we've gone backwards 20 years. But th- this thing about that. So, when you don't have that that confidence in the system, that that they're going to show up when when your property rights are being infringed or your civil liberties, or something weird is going off the rails, where do you go? Oh, you eliminate the problem. You eliminate the threat as fast as possible. Yeah. But okay. Let's say you're a liberal and you're you're against guns and your whole family's against guns and you're no- fucked. <laughs> so these same people that want to abolish the police and do something like that, they have they have no recourse of what we should be doing. But isn't that weird though? Their chain reaction to the things they want. We want you. We want no AR-15s. We got to surrender guns, and we don't want cops. No, you realize all your ideologies are conflicting with each other now. Yeah. It's it's the old thing. While I was talking about your your ideas of teleporting, you're not drawing any lines to any of them. Yeah, you're just gonna freaking wing it. Yeah, it's like having a board. You start throwing darts at it. And you don't know how in the fuck these things connect. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly yeah, what if, it is. If, if you abolish the police, there needs to be something that the 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 step into the power vacuum. Yeah, what's going to be in its place? We talked about that before, like in Iraq. The minute they decapitated the oh, super ultra-authoritarian, oppressive, violent regime, everybody just went fucking crazy. Yeah. Didn't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, as much as I am against the state, I do understand the necessity and the critical aspect of law enforcement and what yes, it does. Yes, that's uh, we can agree on that. There, there's definitely a necessity there because we've all seen what happens when well, I, the thing is. I don't think you can ever get rid of it, but what I think we can do is roll back what they get involved with, and I'd like to see them get involved with things that matter: civil liberties, protecting a lot of the constitutional points, and property rights. Well, that's where like the disputes with your neighbor would come in, right? All of a sudden, that's where you really call them out and go, hey, homeboy built his fence over here. You know what I mean? Yes. That kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I could see that. Enforcement. Because. Well, not that, but somebody come over and damaging your house or something like yeah, that. Yeah, where that has or, to be. Or, yeah. somebody, or somebody hit your car on like an accident. 
that's the shit. There's and and if you get in an accident, which which is just happening more and more. If you get in an accident and you want to get a police report, the motherfuckers act like you're like you're like you're asking for the fucking world. Yeah, I know that. Right? Yo, bitch, your job is to come write a police report and find out who's at fault. So I'm gonna jump through hoops with my insurance. Yeah, company. how many accidents have you gotten to in a parking lot? When you have to get them to come out and do a report in a fucking parking lot? Yeah, which is the number one, which is one of the top things in my book that they should be doing is protecting property rights. So if you show up and you do a police report, it makes it really easy for me not that to fight the fucking insurance company of the other person because they're trying to say that they didn't cause it and there's no police report citing the other motherfuckers at fault. Right. There's no determining intermediary. Yeah. They said, yep, this is him. And that's that's part of their training, too. They've seen enough of that shit where they know. Well, this is the thing, but that, that falls into the one of the things that... So instead of that, they're showing up to, to go over drug issues, which we know that's not going to have. That's That doesn't do shit. That no. doesn't do shit. Well, in some cases, though, because I did the, have people that lived the next to The prime example, my little brother was telling me a story when he was working down in Santa Cruz. And he got and, uh, a lot of stuff you end up doing is going into town and working with the police force because the highways are pretty small and there's not a lot of action going on. So you get roped into a lot of the local jurisdiction shit. And he used to show up. He was telling me one time, you show up to this motherfucker's house like four times in one week. There were meth heads. And finally, last time he said, stop fucking calling me. Because every time he showed up, they got shitty with him. And he, he told him like the, like the four times, stop fucking calling me out here then if you don't want me to get involved. Wait, so the meth heads were calling the cops and then getting shitty they, with them. Because they would get in a fight with each other. Oh, they'd call God, him out there. Awesome. And then he'd show up, and then everybody would get mad and not want to talk to him. It's like, why the fuck did you call me out here then? Thanks. I, I would rather not be here. Yeah. I, could, I could see that just being honest with someone. I'd but, rather but, not be but, here. But that that stems from drug-related issues. Yeah, again, that's where I the think the first time he showed start. up and found out everybody was on drugs should have been the last time he showed up until someone died. Fair enough. As shitty as that sounds. It is shitty, but again, I mean, one or two generations, the, the herd's going to... Yes, <laughs> and that's the way I look at it. Oh, my so, God, I just had the epiphany. It's the same thing with what they're doing with the money. They're, all these businesses should have failed a long time ago, but we keep bandaging it and keeping all the shitty things. We're doing the same thing with the population. We're, yes. All these things yes. that should have worked themselves out are still around to cause we're trying problem. to problem. Because we're trying to hold these things that we shouldn't really be involved in doing. We're trying to get involved in doing. Oh, my God. It is all connected. We're, we're not focused on the core things that really make things move. So yeah. the thing I heard that needs to happen with natural selection is not happening with companies and people. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. We, well, bam. Circle <laughs> of life. Yeah. Fuck, we came full circle on that one. Man, that one on a high note. Productivity. <laughs> all right. Peace. See you next time. <laughs>